He said three, two, one. Let's record right now. Right this minute because, Yesenia, we've got no time to waste. It is week two of the NFL. Is it two? Yeah, the end of week two of the NFL season. We've got two Monday night games going on currently, the Browns and Steelers and the Panthers and Saints. It's a wild battle of the mid here on a Monday in the NFL. But uh, while the game's going on in the background, we have a job to do. And today's job is discussing all things mental health, something that we've talked about uh, on the podcast before, but never really uh, delved deep, delved deep, delved, 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 yeah, delved deeper into uh, until now, uh, especially with you being a social worker and a licensed therapist, uh, you... Mm -hmm. You can obviously speak to mental health way more than I can. So I'm excited to hear some of your insights uh, on the topic. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, I think this episode might bring up some personal stuff for people listening. So as you are listening to this episode, um, I would challenge you to just find something that makes you feel good find something that makes you feel happy or feel relaxed either while you're listening to this episode and or after you're done listening to this episode because self-care is vital for our brains and our minds and our heart yes yes true true all those are very true and we'll be getting into that and much much more uh get your snacks ready get your get your water ready might even get some kleenex ready because who knows uh, we're going to take a trip down the lane of mental health awareness on the other side of ACE. You are now tuned in to the Softboiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia. Your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. <sighs> Alright, Yesenia, Yesenia. Uh, thank you also for suggesting uh, this fantastic topic for us yeah no problem um so as deandre was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast um i am a social worker officially now um i am a licensed therapist well technically a licensed social worker not a licensed clinical social worker but i'm working towards that um but i've been in the mental hit field mental health field wow for I want to say like seven years, eight years now. Um, but really, my journey started in 2005. Um, well, actually, that's not true. 2008, when my younger brother was diagnosed with autism. Um, so I think just like helping others was kind of always my calling. Um, but now that I'm more involved in the field, um, I have, you know, patients that I see for therapy. I think something that comes up a lot is just how important mental health is um but also like in your friend groups and your families like i think we just don't talk about mental health enough and i know in our group we actually have been more vulnerable with talking to each other when we're going through stuff um but it'd be cool to kind of have an open conversation about it for the podcast getting to normalize mental health conversations specifically mental health for men um and that's kind of like what i'm hoping to get out of this at least from your perspective deandre like being a black male in society like what your mental health journey has been like um things you're more open to trying things that you maybe have neglected in terms of your mental health or self-care um so yeah all the great things um i guess my first question for you is like if, if you've had mental health issues like where or how long ago did they start or if there's like specific moment in time where you feel like you were really going through something yeah, uh, I I feel like overall, I think I do a pretty good job of taking care of my mental health. Um, I never really noticed myself, you know, ever going down a rabbit hole of negativity and self-destruction, thankfully. Um, I think a lot of where my negative mental health um, things would come from would probably be... Um, Maybe like outside influences, because I think I think ever since I was a kid, 
Uh, I know we talked about this a bit in the parenting uh, episode that, uh, you know, I, me and my mom didn't, I guess we, I shouldn't say we didn't have like the greatest relationship, but I would never confide in her. So, you know, ever since I was a kid, I never really had someone to go to uh, if I, if I wanted to, you know, express myself uh, freely, Um, not even like with my sister. I never even did that with my sister. Uh, and it, and, uh, I, it isn't until recently that, you know, I met you guys and I, you know, confide in you and tell you guys pretty much everything, whether or not I'm going through stuff or I'm not going through stuff or whether things are going good, going bad. I pretty much confide, uh, and tell you guys pretty much everything, uh, for whether that's, uh, for better or for worse, you guys can decide because <laughs> I tend to be, uh, a little TMI sometimes, uh, I will not apologize for that, <laughs> but, um, I, I think expressing yourself or, or I guess speaking for myself, uh, it, it definitely has, it really helped, um, keeping me like even keel over the past, like I would say decade or so. Um, like you said, being a black man, uh, in today's climate, it's kind of hard with a lot of prejudices and stereotypes and, you know, racism and standards trying to live up, not, not even standards that people try to put on me, but trying to break the stigma, so to speak, uh, that people have around me and my, my, uh, people, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's hard. Not that I'm like the torchbearer for that or anything, but, you know, trying to get people to see me in a different light, uh, is definitely, you know, a challenge, uh, you know, you and me, being minorities, Yesenia, we uh, kind of start uh, life uh, not at the starting line. You know, we have to work our way. We have to start from like negative five and work our way to zero and then work our way from zero to wherever we want to go. So uh, that that part is definitely a little, a little bit challenging and taxing at times, trying to get people to not see me as, you know, the, for the color of my skin and I have this preconceived notion of me that I am much more than who you see me as. Um, in terms of, uh, str- oh, sorry. I just had a quick follow-up question before you continued. Was yeah. there ever like a, like a person or a moment up until this point where like you kind of got told by somebody like, like, I don't know, just kind of like somebody was telling you, their stereotype and you were like fuck like no matter what i do like this person will just see me as like this black person that does x y and z things Mm, that's um that's a good question actually but at least not off the top of my head i can think of something i'm sure and and like and i'm sure in a few minutes someone will probably click in my head and i'll cut you off immediately before i lose a train of thought but i think (laughs) i think so far, I can't think of anyone that has ever been like so hard headed that they can't break their preconceived notion of me, at least off the top of my head. Uh, I think so far I've done a pretty good job of breaking everyone's um, uh, shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Breaking everyone, I, yeah, I, I said it already, preconceived notion of me. Because, um, like, I, you know, like metal, I like wrestling and anime. Uh, I like all these unconventional things that black people generally, quote-unquote, shouldn't be into. But for the most part, everyone's been, you know, pretty accepting. Um, even, even, like, in high school, I wouldn't even say accepting would be the right word. But I think everyone just sort of, like, tolerated it you know what i mean like like uh there goes there goes the fucking deandre that fucking weird that fucking weird over there (laughs) like in his fucking anime and his wrestling but you know hey it is what it is i am who i am yeah sorry sorry to go on such a long-winded uh long-winded tangent there (laughs) no that's totally fine um getting back to kind of like the original question is there like a moment where you felt like you were really struggling with like depression or anxiety, maybe feeling like you weren't good enough 
um just like really like struggling with your emotions yeah i was actually i was actually just getting to that um because i think the last time i truly ever felt that way that i wasn't you know um worthy of someone's acceptance or someone's love or praise or anything like that was uh my last my last girlfriend my my last ex-girlfriend um it was about two years ago um she we had met you know through bumble and she lived she lived in reno so it was a little bit of a long distance relationship uh but we had a really good relationship even though it only lasted i think seven uh seven months um but those seven months were, were really good you know um we didn't fight we communicated very well uh despite it being long distance and everything even when i moved away for three months you know we were still together communicated like every single day called each other text each other all that stuff um but when it ended that really hit me super like i mean super duper hard um and i mean like to the point where uh, i wasn't doing so well at work like some of my work was um starting to you know uh lack in quality um i was a wreck emotionally i remember one day specifically i and this is maybe like two days after we had broke up uh i was at work and i work in a warehouse so you know it's just this big concrete building with uh aisles and stuff and i tried i remember one day i was going to like pick an order or whatever and as i'm like going down the aisle to like do my order i i just i i almost like broke down like i mean i was like on the verge of tears streaming down my face having you know run to the bathroom and all that stuff but you know, I, I, I held it together in that moment, but, but, but man, if I, I said to myself, if I let one tear roll down my face, I'm going to have to like go home for the rest of the day. Cause it's just, it's just not a good time right now. And I think the thing that made it worse is, um, I put so much, not to, not to put this like on her or anything, but like I put so much into the relationship, like to the point where I was going out to Reno almost every weekend, going to see her and hang out with her. Uh, even if it was just for like one day of the weekend and I could go, you know, but, uh, and the way we broke up was we, you know, we had to break up over text, which, you know, really, I know that's, everyone hears that and it's like, oh, that's, you know, so shitty, you know, how could anyone do that and all that stuff? But like, I don't put the blame on her or anything like that. I'm not mad or anything, but those circum, it's just the circumstances, you know, be that as it may. So I think that also really kind of hit hit me a little bit harder uh because of that aspect but yeah i think that was the last time i truly was like feeling down and i and i and i like i think the night we broke up or maybe the night after i can't remember like i hopped in the discord and i, I forget who all was there it might have been like the usual suspects ace job american company um but uh, i remember saying to you guys like oh yeah you know we broke up and and uh you know, I think I thought it was my fault, you know, how, you know, was I not good enough? Did I not do enough? Was I this? Was I that? Is it me? Is it her? I like, I'm sorry. Like I, uh, I was just going through, I was just going through it, man. Like that was probably the, one of the worst days of my life that I can remember in recent memory. Uh, yeah. But I mean, ever since then, like and it took me like months to to really get over that breakup. I would say almost an entire year, maybe like eight or nine months after that. I like like I was and I think I realizing it now, I really think that I used uh and I had to say this out loud, but it has to be said. Uh I think I really used uh sex as a as like a crutch to help me get over um to help me get over her. Um, not that I like abused my power or I abused sex in any way. Like I didn't take advantage of, any, of anybody, but I, I kind of use sex as like a means to, you know, get over my trauma, so to speak. Um, but again, I didn't do it in an unhealthy way. I didn't abuse anyone. I didn't assault anyone. Uh, everything was consensual from both parties. But, you know, I, I had to I did what I had to do to, you know, maintain my happiness. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I that's, you know, my crutch or my vice, I guess. Um, 
You can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. You're loud okay. and clear. Um, I was I was trying to say something, and I was like, wait, I don't know if this is working. Anyway, um, it's kind of like that idea of the best way to get over someone is under someone, but that's actually not at all true. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, real, uh, real quick. I know. I know. Uh, I want to move on, but as you say that, I just remembered a quick story. Uh, so and like to your point, like uh to get over someone, get under someone. I swear to God, I'm like not even joking. And I, and I still kind of feel bad about it. Like I shouldn't have did this to them, but the night we broke up, I like, and I didn't do this. I didn't hit up. I wasn't talking to anyone while we were together or anything. Like I cut off all contact with people, uh, hookups and all that kind of stuff. But the night we broke up, like I, I hit up, uh, I hit up, uh, a little couple of mine and I didn't tell them that we broke up, but I was just like, Hey guys, I know it's been, you know, a few months I've been in my whatever, but like, if y'all are free tonight, like I, I'm trying to, you know, get down. And sure enough, I got down that night. Like, but it wasn't, it wasn't with the, hmm? with the couple you said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it wasn't like that good. Cause like, I like was so, distracted and you know i couldn't you know i couldn't like keep it up or anything like that like it was just a terrible time like all around for me at least like it was just oh i think i i want to talk about rushing back into the game <laughs> that was that was that was it oh my god I, w- I would never i would never do that again ever in my life that was such a horrible experience not i mean like from like the sex standpoint but just like a mental standpoint that made and it kind of like made me feel physically like sick i was just like damn how the fuck did i do that well i can definitely relate um when i was i mean technically me me and an ex had already broken up but we were trying to okay we weren't trying my dumbass was like oh he cheated on me i, I can like if he's willing to work on it like i was gonna forgive him um and then come to find out he was just blowing up all the bitches phones mm. <clears throat> dms up um so with the day that I found that out, I remember just being like so distraught and like feeling feeling like I got slapped in the face cuz here I am like trying to make my relationship work on someone who cheated on me on on me and I'm willing to, you know, start over and just like start new and and then to find out that he's like messaging all these other bitches still. Um so that night well to back it up the like the day after me and that guy broke up, my ex who always kind of lingered hit me up, and he, I swear he has like a Yosenia single sense, like a spidey <laughs> sense. Right, like oh, um, oh, it's about to happen. Yeah, but he was like, oh, I had a weird dream about you, and it just like it scared me. So I hope you're doing okay. And I'm like, oh, that's that's the cue. He knows. Um, but whatever, he was always there. So the day that I found out that my ex was like still talking to other girls i hit up the lingering ex and i was just like i called him i was like what are you doing and then he was like oh i'm just at home what's up and like he's like are you crying and i was like i'm a mess and i was like can i come spend the night um so yeah i did that <laughs> and i i cried the whole time <laughs> Ugh, i mean i mean hey <clears throat> sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do yeah but i mean but- I think when it comes to relationships, you know, I hate when people, I just see this on social media and another, another reason why social media is toxic. Um, but I always see comments like, oh, if you can't mentally handle like a breakup, you shouldn't be in relationships and like all this shit. But it's like breakups fucking hurt. I don't care how y'all break up, who breaks up with who, what the situation and the circumstances are like you're sharing pieces of you to a person that not really everyone gets to see and then it just ends you know like even if it's amicable like it still fucking hurts right yeah it hurts all the way around it hurts and so you know with you with you saying like you were really just kind of like down on yourself like probably feeling like less than and then feeling like you could have done more and you probably went through all the what ifs i think that's such a normal part of like processing like a breakup um and then, like you said, you know, you utilize sex to feel good, to feel something other than the sad you were probably feeling. Yeah, I think that that was my first, like, real breakup, too. Like, I mean, from a relationship that I actually felt, you know, genuine love for the other person. That was the first time I've ever uh, gone through that. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. That was me, you know, going through first time, first time emotions and whatnot. Was there any other points in life that you can think of where maybe you felt like anxious or like just down on yourself for other reasons? Uh, yeah, I remember one time way younger. I don't, I don't even know how old I was, but I, I know I was still living in Memphis at the time. So I had to have been less than 10 years old. Uh, I remember one night specifically, uh, I was like, I just, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't know how I got to this point, but I couldn't get my homework done for some reason. And my, I was like, you know, having my mom, you know, try to help me and everything. But she was like, I don't know, she was just having a bad day or whatever. She was just like yelling at me throughout all of it. Like, cause I couldn't answer like simple problems that I normally could get, could normally get right and everything. So, uh, I just remember like that night, just, just being like really, really bad. Um, and then I remember it got so bad that when I went to, uh, before I went to go take a, uh, before I went to bed, I went to go take a shower. Um, and I, I just remember just as soon as the water came on, uh, like the shower, I just immediately started bawling my eyes out. Like, I mean, just like ugly crying in the shower, like, and I mean, just yelling at the top of my lungs, like, oh, like, she doesn't love me. Like, why, why, uh, why is she doing this to me? Like all this kind of like, like really like sad, like negative stuff, you know? Um, and I was just like, so emotional that night, like, like to the point where I was just like, pretty much like broken, I guess you could say. Um, and then I remember, I get out the shower, I go, you know, clean myself off, dry myself up, go in my room. And I, I turn the corner into my room and my mom is sitting on my bed. And I like, I still remember to this day, like I like get scared. Like, I mean, like, like heart jumping out of my chest, like a jump scare out of a fucking movie, just sitting on my bed. And she like opens up her, her arms to me and, you know, tries to give me a hug and everything. And I go and hug her. And then she like pretty much apologizes for, you know, how she treated me and everything uh, cause I, I obviously looking back, I was like, I didn't realize how loud I was. Like, I'm pretty sure like it was just her and my sister in the house at the time. Like, I'm pretty sure both of them heard me, you know, saying all these awful things and crying in the shower and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I remember she, you know, apologized to me like that same night and everything. And, you know, things were cool after that, but I just remember, and I, and that night like still sticks with me in my head, like negatively, of course, but I think about that sometimes and I'm just like, Oh, and it, and it immediately starts bringing me like like down like my mood can like shift if i start thinking about that day that's how much that shit like really like hit me even as like a 10 year old that is uh literally like the definition of like childhood trauma yeah um it's it's interesting because like so if you as a child experience trauma from the ages like zero to i think it is four or five um that's like trauma that will stick with you forever mm. because you are literally learning to adapt to the world. And so those adaptive responses that you learn stick with you forever, basically. There's ways you can minimize the the reactions you can have to it, but those are like kind of things that like no therapy could ever really fully cure or get rid of for you. You know, right. they, they will always be a part of you. Mm-hmm. Then you get into like the later childhood, which is like five to 10, maybe 11, 12 because of the preteen years. Um, But like you have these like core memories of relationship work with your parents and your siblings, if you have siblings. But like you were saying, like when you think about that moment, like you like get hella down. And I'm sure there was like the way that you feel and the way that you felt in that moment is probably the same feeling of any time you feel like you're not doing something good enough for somebody else. Like, not to say it's it's the exact same, but I'm sure the way your brain processes, like, oh, I'm not good enough, like, this person doesn't love me, is probably the same way that your 10-year-old self thought of your, you know, of your relationship with your mom in those moments. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. It really, it really, uh, they kind of go, like, hand-in-hand. Hand. It's almost like a one-to-one. Like, I just immediately start asking myself, like, oh, here we go. Like, what's wrong with me or what did I do wrong? Like, especially if if I make I have this I have this thing where uh, if anyone is mad at me, like whether like it's like 
Okay, I shouldn't say anyone. Someone I care about, let's put it that way. If it's someone I care about, if they're mad at me for any reason whatsoever or upset with me, then I will, that like lingers in my mind for days or weeks or until it, the problem, you know, gets resolved. Yeah. Because I, I like genuinely don't want anyone that I care about to, you know, think of me, uh, like negatively. Not, and I, and, and, and I get it. Like sometimes it is my fault like for for you know the dumb shit that i say or the dumb shit that i do like that's if it's like that kind of thing like if i take something like a take a joke too far or i say something that's like actually like hurtful to someone i will like you know generally be like you know i'm sorry you know i didn't mean it that kind of thing or if i like accidentally hurt like my girlfriend's feelings uh for whatever reason like i say something stupid or i make like an insensitive joke that i wasn't just you know i'm just saying stuff off the cuff to try to be funny and it doesn't come off the way i want then you know, that kind of stuff, like, kind of hits me a little bit harder. Um, and I'll kind of eat myself up over it for a few days or maybe even like a week or so. Um, yeah, just because, like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm doing it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm being not the person that I want to be and the pe- and the person that I should be to the people I care about. Um, this kind of reminds me of something. Do you remember one time you came in the Discord and one of our fellow Ramen Raiders was having like a tough time and then you were just, you, you just come in talking shit, like, you, you know, like typical, like, hey, what's up y'all type of, you know, mood. And then I texted you on the side, like, oh, the reason why I kept telling you to shut up and why I was being mean to you was because one of our Ramen Raider friends were like, going through it and you were just kind of like joking with him but he was already in, the, in a mood type thing yeah i i, I remember that yeah. okay yeah. how so in that situation like how did that make you feel or how did that hit you knowing that like well one i was being like kind of mean to you but two that i had like texted you about the situation like can you tell me about how that process was because you know what's funny when you said like oh and people are mad at me you know, it, like, sits with me until things are, like, corrected. I have moments like that, like, you know, me trying to, like, be a good friend to everyone where I'm like, oh, Dean, like, this is kind of going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes I don't know really how to, like, interject. So when I texted you, like, sometimes I'll think about that and I'll be like, damn, I wonder if Dean just, like, thinks I don't like him. Or, like, I get my moments of insecurity where I'm like, I'll, I'll think about that text that I sent you. <laughs> No, I, I that see that's one of those moments where where I'm actually like super glad that you did because otherwise yeah I would I wouldn't have known um and I, I don't know if anyone like outwardly said that like hey so and so is you know having a tough time right now you know like lay off them or whatever I don't I don't remember if anyone openly said that I was but like you said I was just you know being my like usual jokey snarky self and everything but uh um yeah like I, I i do remember you being mean and i was i was like damn what the fuck i was like what the fuck did i do like i didn't say anything like out of the ordinary that i would normally that i wouldn't normally say so um and it, it but yeah it literally didn't click until you texted me and i was like oh fuck okay now now i do kind of actually like feel bad and then i did end up texting um that person uh maybe like the next day or that night or something saying like like hey man i'm like i'm like totally sorry i didn't know that you know you were uh having a tough time and i apologize for you know making jokes at you or picking at you or anything like that like like that that did kind of like hurt me so to speak not not like what you said to me or you being mean to me that that was like fine because you were just trying to protect you know you were trying to protect someone so that i i completely understand it was just you know after the fact i was just like ah shit you know um it was just like ah shit i didn't mean to you know hurt hurt my friend like that you know whether it was intentional or not like the fact that you know it still happened um and you know i and I did do my best to, you know, rectify it after. And he was, you know, he accepted my apology and everything. He was just like, yeah, man, you didn't know. Don't even worry about it. Like, I know you didn't mean, uh, you didn't mean any harm, but I was like, yeah, I may not have meant any harm, but I still, <laughs> I still felt like I did some. And so, yeah, I, I really tried to, you know, keep, keep everything within, within, you know, 
the lines of friendship and you know not going too far with anything yeah it's it's wild because he's actually someone that opens up to me a lot about his personal stuff that goes on whether they're positive or negative he'll ask me questions like oh like if someone does these things or likes these things like what does it mean or if someone you know does or thinks this way like whatever so it's kind of cool to to have him be someone who like is more curious about his own well-being and then finds me a person he can trust for it so for that situation i was like well i'm not really gonna out his business in the bigger discord group chat but also like you know i i told him i was like i'm gonna tell dean because the last thing i would want is for like you to not talk to dean or for dean to feel like complete shit because someone tells him hella late um and so i was like i'm not gonna out your business but like i'm gonna just tell him you're kind of going through something and that's why i was like being mean and so he he ended up texting me too to like thank me for it um because i know like i think that's something that i've i've recognized a lot of us do in the group is we don't really know how to be like we're kind of struggling or like we're just going through some shit um and i think we usually disappear <laughs> um i am notorious for disappearing from discord and from the group um but yeah if it, if it because of him i feel like other people other guys in the group let me be specific other guys in the group come to me about their mental health stuff mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's also because i'm like the therapist of the group um but even if i wasn't a therapist i feel like or even when i was then i should say because this is like a before thing too i feel like a lot of y'all feel safe telling me stuff and it makes me feel actually really good because it's like oh i'm, I'm doing my friend job you know being there for y'all um and i think it's also really cool that y'all have someone to talk to when shit gets rough right oh yeah i, I think every group should have that one friend or even like not even one friend just someone in general that they that they can go to that they feel like they can go to and i don't even mean like a therapist i mean sure if you if you are in need of a therapist please seek out one you know there are dozens of them hundreds of them out there i don't know how many of them are good but they are out there uh you can seek help especially with today's technology you can find help uh any number of ways but yeah i think everyone uh that that support that kind of support system uh is very important and to your point actually um like i have kind of noticed uh well i don't i shouldn't say notice but that wouldn't that's not even like the right phrase i want to say but uh i feel like maybe this is just me projecting i'm not sure but i feel like uh a lot of maybe the friend group I think because they they don't really like see me. Well, I shouldn't even say see me open up that much because I'm just I just sort of open up freely all the time. There's never like a specific moment where it's like, oh man, hey DeAndre's down, you know, let's go, you know, be by his side or whatever. It's just sort of like whenever I see you guys, whether it be Discord or in person, it's just, hey guys, I'm doing this or I'm doing that or I feel this or I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like for me um i think because i don't really have those sort of like one-on-one moments with people or maybe like the more quiet intimate moments with people unless it's like a group setting i guess and you know we're all in our feelings after a night of alcohol um i feel like uh i'm trying to i'm trying to phrase it right without trying to sound like uh not like an a-hole but like Okay, here, I think I think I have it. I think because I since I don't have as many of those like one-on-one moments like you may have with with I don't know, like Ace or Merrick or Merrick might have with with Mars or or Carl or someone like that, you know. Uh I feel like maybe sometimes I don't know how you guys feel, but like maybe you guys feel like I don't have as much like to talk about in that in that sort of realm so to speak Mm -hmm. if that makes sense uh and i think and 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 to be fair like i most of the time i just don't like i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and like be like my life is sunshine and rainbows you know i play video games i go to work and i wrestle that's pretty much like all my life is but like my my struggles that i deal with are like so 
I, I have such a positive outlook on life that I just don't let anything affect me to the point where I get genuinely upset about it, except for the the breakup, like I said. But yeah. I think I... I did that, I was ready to check you because I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to be like, my issues are not as bad as everyone else's. And I was going to be like, this isn't a petty competition. No, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's the last thing I wanted to say. <laughs> Yeah, I just like my my issues I I deal with in such a positive manner on and I think on my own. Um and yeah, and I do come to you guys, you know, if I do need like genuine advice or whatever, but like I feel like I I think I'm in a good place right now where I can deal with a lot of the stuff internally um and internally and then I can outwardly push it out in a positive way because I don't really have a lot of pent up aggressions or frustrations at really anyone, any person, um, or anything like work related or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just, I'm not saying it's smooth sailings or whatever, but I deal with things in a positive way, you know, rather the way to cope with the stress that you do experience that it doesn't impact you that bad. Yeah. Impact you to a point where you're feeling like really disabilitated by it Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't ever want like you or or anyone else in the group to feel like oh he's not you know he he's he hasn't talked to us about his problems so everything must be good or he doesn't think we're worthy of that or anything like that that's not the case it's just you know i just only thing or the only like maybe projection that I don't know if I actually projected to you, but I think this is something that I have insecurities about is like, you know how we talk shit about you or like we talk shit to you and you're, you know, you're kind of like the, the short end of the stick when it comes to our jokes. Uh huh. I stop. I mean, I partake in it, but to a certain extent now, and I don't know if you've noticed that shift because I'm like, fuck, what's if Deandre thinks like we really hate him or we really don't like him. And sometimes like when someone else makes a joke, I get so uncomfortable with it because I'm like, damn, if this was said to me, I would genuinely think my friends didn't like me because we kind of do it all the time. And it makes me feel really fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I know. I know exactly what you mean. Like I so before, like, I really started hanging out with you. Actually, no, this is like way before I even like met any of you. I think I was this is maybe maybe middle school going into like freshman year, sophomore year of high school. I want to say I had a group of friends I played with on Xbox, like all the time, uh, predominantly a black group. Right. And so they were, oh, excuse me. They were kind of the same way how you were describing, like they, we just sort of make jokes at everyone's expense. Um, and sometimes that shit would get so annoying. Like anytime you say anything, there's a, there's a snide comment waiting for you, or there's a roast waiting for you. Um, it did kind of get a little bit uh, aggravating and tiresome by the time I, I think we sort of like started to go our separate ways. Um, but I feel like a lot of that, um, whether it's, I mean, I, I guess you could call it trauma, but maybe not like, a, like in a negative sense, but I feel like some of that trauma from that friend group has lingered over into this one. Whereas I feel like I have to be on the defensive for people coming at me all the time because like yeah i mean sure like you said it still happens and everything but you know we're not like serious about it or whatever but that's why i feel like i always like i especially with merrick because miss he said this to me yesterday he's like do you not like talking to me and, and i was just like no i love talking to you but uh i i feel like the reason like i sort of like crack jokes at him in his direction first is because like I, I, I've got my defense, my defense up for like, if he decides to say anything about me, I'm, yeah. I'm like ready to come back with like a Spider-Man type quip or a joke or anything like that. So I'm like, I'm like always on the defense when it comes to, when it comes to stuff like that, like inter- just off the cuff interactions like that. Yeah. And like, I get it. We joke and stuff and, you know, for our friends that are listening, I'm hoping that we can also all be do a part when it comes to this i think as i observe some of our interactions like it makes me feel uncomfortable i don't know if you ever feel uncomfortable but i would i just know that i'm like damn i get that i joke too and there's just like certain lines that be getting crossed sometimes that i'm like "Mm, that didn't sit right with me um and i hope we can all like do better at 
maybe spreading the jokes equally so you're not always the brunt of the joke um because it's not cool I mean I'll be honest and like I'll take accountability for myself and the ways that I partake in it like and that's why I've 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 taken a more active role in not doing it um but it's like yeah like I'm I'm cool with y'all talking shit about me too because it's like okay if if I get to do it to y'all like I want you to do it to me um and if it ever got to a point where you're like fuck it like do y'all hate me or something then like that would be like the wake-up call for sure but yeah that's something that definitely weighs on my mind from time to time or you know like other friends like i was thinking about this the other day too actually in terms of like mental health and like friendship and securities of like because i've been kind of going through it it's not really a surprise i've been struggling with my mental health for a long time i'm a lot better now but you know i still have my my waves um but I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, damn, I could literally disappear from my, like, friends and, like, none of y'all would notice because I don't really play video games with y'all like that. I'm not as good at that as uh, y'all are at video games. Like, I don't live over there yet, so I'm not really close by, you know? Like, it was, like, one of those things where I was like, damn, I could fall off the face of the earth and, like, maybe I'll be missed, but it's, like, I don't find... I think it's just I get insecure about not having enough connections with y'all at this point, 10 years later, um, that it makes me feel like, oh, like, they wouldn't care if I just left completely. Um, but yeah, it's like those moments of like, okay, what can I do to change that? And like, what can I do to be like a better, uh, in a more positive mindset and like be in a better mind about our friendships? Because obviously that's not true. And... I mean, I'm not as great at video games as you guys are, duh. I don't live in the same city as y'all, duh. <laughs> but, like, in terms of closeness, like, it's not about that, you know? I think I've I've done a better job this year at cultivating my individual relationships with every one of you. So it's not always just, like, me. I think for a while it was just always, like, I gravitated towards Merrick because Merrick was, like, the social butterfly of the group. And then without him here, it's like, well... I can do that with literally every single one of you guys. I just have chosen over the years not to because I was like shy. And so I think this year I've done a lot better at like figuring out how my relate my individual relationships with every one of you works. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's fair. Like there's, there's a comfort in, in who you go to and went to over all the years. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like at all. Um, And to your, to your, Jesus Christ, he got that runoff. Are you fucking? I'm oh, sorry, this football on. But um, but uh, in terms of like how how you were saying um, like if you were to like leave like the friend group that like no one would notice or anything like that. No, we would notice absolutely. Um, it may take a few days, you know, uh, before things really like set in, um, or people start really asking questions. But but uh, no, we would absolutely you know question and everything like not all of us maybe will reach out to you know ask maybe we'll you know leave that for like you said merrick since that's who you tend to uh you tend to go to the most um so we'll be like hey you know go reach out to her or maybe we'll leave it we'll you know let have some other people reach out also but like a few months ago like someone else was you know gone for the from the group for like two or three weeks or however long it was. And I think we all probably like reached out at some point, like sent a text or a DM or, or whatever the case may be, you know, we all reached out. Um, but no, yeah. Like we, there's, there's sort of like a, like a aura or I guess a, like a mist in the air when things mm -hmm. are, you know, a, a, a miss mm -hmm. when people like disappear like that, especially if it's just out of nowhere, you know, it's just suddenly like, oh, Yesenia has been gone or, you know, at first it may be like, oh, she's with, you know, her boo or, you know, she's just busy with work or whatever. But then it'll it'll start to become like abnormal after after a certain point, you know, then that's when the questions start getting raised and it'll be like, have you heard from her? And, you know, can someone text her, call her, you know, reach out, see how she's doing, all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Um. I mean, in terms of, like, your self-care, what do you think are things you do well? And then what are things that you think you can do better? Um, I think, okay, so I'll start with what I can do better first. Uh, I think 
maybe something I could do a little bit better. And, and I think I've talked about this maybe like not the last time we were at Martin's house, but yeah, it was, I think it was earlier, maybe sometime last late last year, we talked about this in a, in a group circle. Um, I think one thing that I could, I think definitely do better would probably be like reach out a little bit more because I do get a little bit of uh, anxiety whenever I text people, even if it's just, you know, Hey, what time are we going to such and such place? Or, Hey, are you awake for, you know, our KBBQ trip or whatever? You know, I get anxiety just, you know, reaching out to people like that. And I know it sounds silly, like, like just, you know, like, yeah, just send a text to your friends, you know, but I don't know. I get weird because I don't, I feel like I don't, I just don't want to bother anybody. Um, I don't want to bother anybody with, you know, some stupid bullshit or whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like I could do a little bit better of reaching out to, to people. Um, and not only that, but just, you know, being there to listen. Uh, I know I, I, I have a tendency to listen and then maybe give like unwarranted or unsolicited advice on a lot of things. Um, because I can be, you know, so blunt of a person. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if I, I, and I know everyone, you know, doesn't take, um, blunt advice very well uh that's just the like the kind of person i am like i i kind of don't like to sugarcoat the truth you know because i think everyone needs to hear the hard truth at some points as hard as it is to hear um not and i'm not gonna sit here and say like like oh if you come to me with your problems i'm just gonna tell you you know the shit you don't want to hear or whatever but like i will be you know sympathetic and empathetic to your views and to your feelings or whatnot um but uh, I, 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 and I know sometimes the advice and everything and the bluntness isn't warranted in that moment. So that, that is something that I do want to, I do want to work on, uh, for the future. So, you know, our friends aren't so scared, uh, cause I, I, I do kind of feel like a lot of them are scared to come to me with, you know, things, topics, issues, that's that thing, that sort of thing. Um, so that is something I do just want to work on just like listening, listening more, uh, with the open ear and um, reaching out more. Now, for things I think I do well, uh, for working, wait, what was your question? For what I do well for my mental health? Yeah, what do you do well for your mental health and then what do you think you could do better? Yeah, okay. So, uh, I think, uh, and the things I think I do well, uh, like I said, I sort of internalize and Oh, here, here comes the word I can never fucking say. Compartmentalize. <laughs> I compartmentalize things really well, I think. Um, and I sort of just put everything into the category of, is this thing that's happening to me a life-shattering, life-altering event? And does it need to affect me heavily kind of thing? And if it's And if the answer is just a no, then I'll file it away in the, I'm not even going to worry about this folder. You know, I don't, I don't think about it. I file it away. It's not something I will think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just sort of uh, repress isn't even the right word. I just sort of like get rid of it because that's just baggage sitting in my head that doesn't need to be there. Like if something like negatively affects like you, just let it go. Yeah. I just sort of, yeah, that's, I, that's, I just let, I let a lot of things go. Um, like, you know, all the like work drama, and everything, whether it be drama between like the friend group or whatever, I just sort of just let everything go. I, I will, you know, play video games. That's my happy place. That's like my center. I will throw on some music on Spotify, turn on the metal. I, I will play a game, whether it be a, a, a online multiplayer shooter or just, you know, something to pass the time. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I just, I just sort of use the things that make me happy to keep me happy. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think also, like, I don't know if maybe you compartmentalize your issues. It really just sounds like you weigh out, hey, do I need to be impacted by this is it going to be life-altering you know you're you really weigh out the intensity 
of the problem and it just sounds like you're just like nope i don't need to worry about this and then just like let it go which is actually hard for a lot of people like i know it's hard for me um so i mean i think that's not even compartmentalizing i think it's just like being able to be like this isn't going to impact me let it go yeah i think um, i'm at the, i'm especially at the at the stage of my life where i don't like my time being wasted and i don't like to waste anyone else's time so yeah. i i really will only let the things that uh the things i care about really the things and the people i care about really affect me the most yeah um i am gonna check you and be a therapist right now about your answer earlier so i had asked you what do you feel like you can do better for your mental health and you initially said things you can do for the sake of other people so I'm gonna call you out and be like, that's not it. That's not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> um, <laughs> My bad. Of, no, you're fine. It's funny because I was, when I was at work, uh, this happened with a, a patient of mine. And I was like, yeah, you named all these great things and you still didn't name us to like what you can do for yourself. Cause it's hard to really think about like how we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm gonna rephrase it and ask you again. How do you think you can take care of yourself better for your like mental well-being and your emotional well-being um i think oh okay now i now i have the answer for you um i think just having a much more balanced life i think mm -hmm. would really help me because right now i feel like i'm dedicating too much time to one thing and not enough time to another um like i like the work life play relationship friends like i have so much i have so much stuff going on i have so many relationships to maintain uh like i have the girlfriend i have the work i've got wrestling um streaming uh trying to you know keep a solid rotation of video games to play um you know and, and then of course you know football starts back up and then basketball starts back up i want to you know, make time to sit down and watch my games and keep up with stats and players, all that kind of stuff. You know, those are just like miscellaneous leisure things, I guess. But even so, those are things that are important to me, like we were mentioning earlier. So just trying to find, because I, I feel like right now I'm maybe not doing the best job of balancing everything to where it's healthy. Uh, not not that's not to say that what I'm doing right now is unhealthy, but I feel like I could be doing a little bit better of a job trying to you know make make everything work and make everything fit and i know at some point i know at some point something's got to give you know i've been saying that for years well okay i shouldn't say years maybe like the last year or so i've been saying something's got to give whether it's a new job or maybe i take a step back from wrestling and just stop doing it all together or i take less bookings or i i i i don't know i i don't know what what the answer is i'm sure i'll I'm sure I'll stumble upon it at some point, but I think for right now, you know, the, the balance I have right now, isn't necessarily the best. I mean, it's the best for what I can do at the moment. Cause there are some, you know, relationships that I have lost touch with over the last couple uh, months and over maybe like the last year that I kind of want to get back to, you know, people I haven't talked to people I haven't seen, not because, you know, of, any current relationship status or anything like that, but just because, you know, time has just gotten away from me. And that's, that's, that's one thing I kind of feel, uh, down to myself on is that I, I could be making, you know, more time, or even just a little bit more time for certain people, you know, hangouts, reconnections, all that kind of thing. But the way my life is structured right now, it's, it's so hard for me to, to, you know, reach out and say, Hey, you know, I've got, you know, this day free or I've got this, this day free, that day free, or I've got a moment here. Do you want to go chat or something? I, it, it's, it's extremely hard right now. Yeah. The balance I have. That makes a lot of sense. I think finding more of a balance can probably make your life feel a lot more manageable, but also just like make you feel like you're getting what you want out of life. I mm -hmm. think sometimes when we juggle too many things. It can feel like there's no movement. In yeah. Our lives and that doesn't feel good either and even adding the the podcasts on top of that you know i'm like oh yeah i've got this to do you know not that this is like work or tour or anything like that but it's like you know again like you said adding just stuff to my plate no i definitely feel that i think right now with 
just like my depression sometimes I just don't have motivation to do the podcast but I'm like okay I can be sad and depressed and lay in bed and not do anything or I can do the opposite which is do the podcast get to hang out with you virtually you know get to give advice and give guidance and talk about things and you know get to have people have something to listen to on their way to, way to their job you know shout out to teddy um so it's like an it's like an active battle to to fight against like mental health symptoms for sure and that's what i tell people that i that i work with right i know people think it's weird it's like how are you a therapist but you're also depressed and anxious all the time i think i'm more anxious than i am depressed um but also i think i just live in a state of like i'm used to being depressed so i don't know what it's like to be happy mm. But that's changing. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's because it's like, well, for the most part, I actually do all of the things that I tell my patients to do and I practice what I preach, so to speak. Um, but I would be lying if I said it, it was easy. It's actually not whatsoever. But I also know what it's like to go through the fucking trenches with your mental health. So I know if I can do it, other people can do it too. Um, and I mean, that's real, especially when it comes to men's mental health. I feel like now it's a lot better but you know we are a society where men are supposed to just shut up and suppress their emotions and be the man and go to work and pay the bills and handle shit and women are expected to be the more emotional crazy ones and i think that's the reason why we have a bunch of men who are angry beating people up or beating their wives because they were told not to to ever talk about their emotions and look where that's gotten them you know yeah, the societal and cultural norms of gender roles and stuff have definitely negatively impacted. Uh, I can only speak on American society since that's where we live, but it has definitely impacted uh, this society in such a negative way. And we are, with especially with the advent of social media, we're really, really starting to see the effects of what we've, what men have, we've done to ourselves to get to this point of keeping up keeping our emotions bottled up inside for no one to see or no one to hear and we have to put put this facade up of we have to be strong and vigilant for our children and our our wives uh you know aunts uncles cousins everyone you know they can't see a moment of weakness otherwise we are deemed weak and we're and at that point you know we're not fit to raise a child or start a family or anything like that so uh I'm so glad that finally um, more and more people are opening up. Even athletes are starting to open up more and more like NFL players, NBA players, uh, players like Kevin Love, who was like one of the first players in the NBA to really open up about his mental health struggles and his depression. And that's only led to a wave of more players coming forward and opening up about their mental health, too. And these are professional players you know peak physical condition the top one percent of their of their game of their respective sports opening up about the struggles of you know keeping yourself in top form and you know just just the rigors and the struggles of you know being the best that you can be 24 7 and, mm -hmm. and competing all the time you know i'm sure that shit weighs on we're just normal people but to them like that's that's their life you know, playing basketball, playing football is your life. That isn't to us. We, a lot of people hear that and they call them, you know, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be in the NBA or you shouldn't be in the NFL if you're mentally weak. Like, no, everybody, I'm sure every single person in the NFL is going through some sort of stuff, whether they talk about it or not. And that doesn't make them weak. Well, that, like fans feel so entitled that they yeah. like, hey, keep getting hit in the head. Yeah, like, it's that fandom. Call think that literally goes to what's wrong with society is at least america specifically like it fucking sucks here i hate it here <laughs> yeah for real but no i um imagine telling all these people like especially when they talk about politics it's like they're still voting citizens like they are american citizens they have the right to talk about politics and express their opinions especially because they have a platform to do it and if that's if that's why they want to use their platform they have every right to do it. If you don't like it, you don't have to be a fan. You can also block them. But people who take time out of their day to be hella negative and talk shit, like, man, that says more about you than it does about the player or the professional, you know, sports player. Yeah, I'll never understand these shut up and dribble people. Like, these athletes are people too. They have struggles. Mm -hmm. Their struggles are not yours. 
they have a whole different set of problems. Yes, because of their tax bracket, but that has nothing to do with you. So, you know, they have their own struggles. They have their own things that they're going through. Uh, they may not. A lot of these professional players are like fresh out of high school, young black men, probably the first time their family's ever seen like stable income and they don't teach them financial <laughs> they don't teach them financial literacy or mental health or how to save or how to invest like the white man's world is not something that they teach so for a lot of these players like they go into this being promised the riches and the cars and the girls and the fame but then they get hit and paralyzed or they fucking have ptsd or seizures or whatever and then the fucking the what are they called the organization just drops them like they're fucking chopped liver yeah it's a hard knock life out there um (laughs) but yesenia we have come up on our time i know it was a very uh me focused episode uh this time around but i'm not letting you off the hook uh because next time we're going to be talking more a little bit more about mental health but from your perspective this time i want to hear i want to hear about yesenia's yesenia's struggles yesenia's weaknesses strengths all of that i want to hear about you the next time around you got to hear a little bit about me but not anymore but no i i i I do appreciate the talk uh i appreciate you uh letting me uh open up to to you and the listening audience uh for the last hour or so i do appreciate it uh i i did have a a good time uh not like a good time talking about mental health or anything like that but like i had a good it was a good feeling the talk had had me feeling good throughout you know so uh thank you for being open and vulnerable to doing this because i know it's not everyone's cup of tea to talk about mental health um, but I think when it came to us doing this podcast, it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, like, this is something I know a lot of people can relate to. It's a lot of people that just need someone who has the ability to be vulnerable to really just open up and be like, oh, I have these struggles. Um, I'm, we're just like everybody else. Everyone has their own struggles. Um, so it's just about like being brave to talk about it. But yeah, thanks for um, letting me focus and center you on today's episode. And for all of our lovely listeners who are out there struggling with their mental health, um, you can always call the 988 Crisis Lifeline. I don't call it the Suicide Lifeline because I don't think you have to be suicidal to call them. I think anytime you just need a non-biased person who's an actual human and needs to talk to somebody someone's always there to answer the phone. Um, like I said, you don't have to be suicidal. Sometimes shit just happens and you need someone to talk to like immediately. Um, depending on your insurance providers, ask them about their mental health department, seeing if you can be connected to a therapist. Check your local community clinic um, to see if you have therapists you can talk to. The cool thing about mental health, there's like apps now and there's like websites you can also just like sign up for. Um, just depending on your budget and also insurance, because sometimes insurance actually covers all of that. But um, help is always there. Yeah, it's even even difficult. check your job, because yes. most most jobs will have like a hotline that you or really any of your anyone that you know can call with mental struggles, and they can you know help you out. I remember when I worked at Six Flags, they they had they literally had like in the employee handbook a number you could call or any family member could call with you know struggles or anything like that and the employee like, yeah. program i want to say it's called right i think so yeah. yeah so there are resources out there um if you ever i probably will make a post on the soft boiled instagram page um and link it to this episodes once we have it uploaded and ready for, to go um yeah help is out there it's just you know to being able to take that positive risk and you know making that phone call or sending that text asking those questions um and your soft-boiled co-hosts are here to be supportive in any way that we can in that process if you need more information you can always hit us up on our instagram damn i always forget the freaking instagram handle uh soft <laughs> soft-boiled underscore soft-boiled underscore I need to get both of them to be the exact same. That's a work in progress. Um, 
yeah we appreciate you all for listening teddy drive safe um deandre thank you for your vulnerability today mm-hmm. and i thank you uh and i i feel i realize uh after i said it it was a little rude of me yesenia would you like to talk about uh your mental health uh next time on soft boiled oh heck yeah Awesome. You heard it here first, people. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Next week on Soft Boiled, we've got Mental Health Part 2 uh, with Yesenia. That is, he pulled that man's hair. Golly, Jesus Christ. Ref, throw him out of the game. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, wherever you are, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your work day. Enjoy your weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, we love you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Bye.